What is your podcast called? Talking Texas Forever. Talking Texas Forever. I love it. That's Thank you. I'm new. I've never seen the show. Welcome back to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're back for season three, baby. How are you, Liz? Oh my goodness, it's been a hot minute. It's been months. Oh, months. <laughs> and also, Michelle has been in Italy for two weeks, so I also feel so far from you. And we're obviously, we're Zooming tonight because it's uh, PLL week. But I feel like it's been forever. Yeah. It really, it, but like, I feel like I haven't podcasted in so long. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. I feel like we haven't talked FNL in so long. So long. It's a lot. And, and it's true because usually on premiere nights, we will be together, but because We Are Liars is hitting the charts this week, we're recording. Uh, so if you're into Pretty Little Liars, join us for We Are Liars, our new podcast. I'll link it in the show notes, but we'll be yeah. together for that. And that's going to be live. So that's going to be really exciting. Ooh, but it's I we haven't talked Friday Night Lights since August. I know. Because when we went to Epics and Chill, now we're post Epics and Chill. Guys, I know some tea. It's stirring in my brain. When we opened up to this first episode, I was like, I'm back. I'm so back. This is exactly Friday Night Lights. This is like the quintessential Friday Night Lights episode. And I'm so happy to be back. I really did miss it. I miss my peeps. Yay. I miss I'm my so, little kiddos. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> All right. So we're discussing season three, episode one. I knew you when. Original air date, October 1st, 2008. Written by Jason Kadams and directed by Jeffrey Reiner. Summary for this episode, Tammy gets frustrated when she sees the schools lacking money when it comes to education, but not the football team. Tyra is advised that because of her poor grades, she shouldn't try to get into a good college. Smash wishes he was as sure as everyone else about his comeback after his shattered knee. Both Coach and Matt face pressure from the new QB recruit, J.D. McCoy. And Lila and Tim differ on their relationship. Um, hello, Jeremy Sumter. Oh, I did hello, not Peter know. Pan. Hello, I did Peter not Pan. know you were JD McCoy. I can't wait to tell my sister. She had the biggest, biggest, biggest crush on him back in the day. Oh my gosh! I just think of Peter Pan, so I think of a child. Well, that's that's the only thing I know him from. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into it. So we open. It's a new season. It's senior year for our main players. So. Within like the first like 30 seconds, we get this whole recap coaches being interviewed by reporters and we kind of it fills us in on what's been going on. So Smash graduated and Dylan, the whole town is concerned with coach because last season he led the Panthers around Smash, but then Smash got injured and essentially the Panthers lost. So this wasn't this not not a lot of people approved of this gameplay. No, I loved this scene. It was great, right? This was probably my favorite scene of not that my favorite scene the whole episode, but I was like, wow, what a way to open. Yeah. Because you're reminding the the folks about what has happened since we last left them. And I just I loved it. I was like, oh, it was perfect. Like, what you know, what about Smash's knee now that he's graduated? I'm like, oh, okay. So he's done. And it just was like a good like send-off to starting the season where if you haven't watched 
for a little bit, you're like, okay, now I got a refresher of what's happening. Yeah. And what I was reading is that this essentially picks up as if season two was 22 seasons and this would be picked up from where they were supposed to leave off. And because season two was cut short, you know, season two is really weird. We left off with Jason trying to convince that woman to have his baby, Aaron, right? To convince Aaron. And Jason's not even seen in this episode. So we also, we pick up of how season one was where we start off on Sunday morning and it's the countdown to Friday night's game. Callback. Right, right. Okay, so let's go with Smash. Let's start with him. He graduated. He's recovering from his knee injury. And since he had to give up the scholarship, which was super sad because we saw him struggle so much last season and then for this to happen. But we see that Coach spends time practicing drills with him because Coach Taylor believes in Smash and doesn't want to see him working at the Alamo Freeze for the rest of his life. Of course. Of course. We don't either. We don't want to see him working at the Alamo Freeze. He has so much more potential than that. And he usually, I mean, because he's been so broken down these past, how many months has it been? Well, it's a new season. So we're starting in the fall again. So... So summer has passed. I know I shouldn't yeah. even ask this. I know Tim. Tim said something about like it was. It's been six weeks for him and Lila. Has it been? It hasn't been six weeks for the entirety of what we haven't seen. Um, but yeah, like Smash is just he's been knocked down so much at the end of last season, and you just want him to have a win. So for him to be so not confident in his game and who he is is um it's humbling for him since that's not the type of person he normally shows to the world so while i i didn't expect i i expected him i should say i expected exactly what happened in this episode coach being like you're good you need to work harder it's not going to come as easy to you and if this is what you want to do then you need to do it yeah, so. right. And and Smash essentially is waiting to see how he's going to get a clean bill of health and to see if he'll get his speed back. He does get a clean bill of health, which is amazing. And his mo- mama is so excited about that. But he's not really excited about that because his speed isn't up to what it used to be. And so now he has this realistic view on the situation. And so he tells coach essentially like, hey, listen, we don't need to run drills anymore. I know where my future's headed. And some other just like smash moments I appreciated throughout this episode. I love how him and Riggins have become friends. Yeah. Yeah. Giving advice. And the fact that Riggins has taken over tailback for the Panthers. So now he's essentially playing Smash's position. Some big shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're leading up to game day. We see the Panthers are a little rough with practice. Riggins is playing Smash's position. Riggins and Matt aren't really communicating, which is kind of interesting. Like, what happened there? We don't know what's going on between those two. Right. Okay. So are we supposed to suspect that something has happened in like with them while we've been gone? Or is it just like they're not connecting? They're just not connecting. They're, they don't have that, like, ESP kind of you know, player to player mentality that they should have. It could be that, but it's just weird 
that we saw them go at it a little bit. Like that was just very uncharacteristic for them. And I mean, also we have J.D. McCoy, who's the new freshman QB from Dallas. His dad is a big honcho who Buddy sucks up to. And also Joe, that's his name. He is at every practice. So he is just watching his son, drilling him hard, wants him to succeed. I mean, naturally, Uh, a funny part that happened, Joe gets a smoothie truck to show up at practice. And this obviously, like, coach is not um, impressed with Joe. Like, any of the antics that he's doing, he sends the smoothie truck away. Later on, he comes to apologize and he brings him, I think he brings him scotch, right? And Cubans and tells him that the reason he moved from Dallas was so he could coach his son. Valid. Yeah. And what he says is valid. Right. You know, Matt Saracen, average player, but you know, you made him look really good. You built your whole team around Smash. That was the right decision. He was the best player on the team. He, you know, he did exactly what you asked of him. And now my son is just as good and can really, you know, work it out for you and just give him that opportunity. But coach, he never takes, you know, a deal from a parent or anyone. He's always like, no, no, no. I'm not to be bought. I'm coach. I do the moral and right thing. You work you work hard, you'll be rewarded. And so he but he does think about what his dad said. He's like, Oh, okay, I will actually take this into consideration because the boys aren't really connecting for for a while since Smash even before Smash got injured. They weren't really having like the best season when we last left them. Right. And they didn't. No. And it continued right. to not have and a good. Did, right. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe it's a little sour from that. Right. So they could be upset with coach for just putting everything into smash and then not really helping them. Whatever. I just mm-hmm. thought this was super interesting how we always see coach, like you said, cannot be bought. And that Joe says his son could be the next Jason Street, which, again, we also hear Slam and Sammy say that during the game. I was like, wow, to use that term, that is just like a huge thing to say. It's a, a lot of pressure for yeah. a freshman kid to come in and say, yeah, I'm going to be the Jason Street of the team. That's just a lot of weight. They're they're putting a lot of eggs in one basket, but coach wasn't really allowing that yet. But now we see when we get to the, like the last scene, one of the last scenes where he does, you know, help the team out tremendously. He could be the next Jason Street. I don't know. Uh, Tim has been hooking up with Lila for six weeks, but it seems that when they're in school or in public, she doesn't want to acknowledge him because he becomes of just being a jock. How do you feel about this? I have a, I have a lot to say about this. And this is, um, y'all know how I feel about Lila and Tim. It has nothing to do with this. I feel as though she's trying to create something that is never was never going to be like if tim six weeks ago tim said whatever the conversation was i don't know if we'll ever get it but they started hooking up because they're sexually attracted to each other who isn't they're both gorgeous people and everyone wants to hook up with them because again 
why not? It's Tim Riggins. It's Lila Garrity. Like, they're just very sexually driven teenagers, which, I mean, were, wasn't everyone in high school. Well, most, mostly everyone. So that part makes sense. The hormones, let's have sex, makes sense. There never was. He tried to bring it up a notch a few, like a season back where he was trying to change, I'll put it in quotations, um, the way he was because Lila wouldn't see him as anything else. It's still the same situation. Lila, I feel like you're being a little naive to think that Tim is just gonna, if he didn't drop his facade six weeks ago, what makes you think he's gonna, he's going to do it now? He's, that's who he is. And it, it doesn't, I've been trying to like come up with the words to figure out how I truly feel about this. Lila shouldn't be surprised is what I'm trying to get at. Like this, if you want to have sex with him, that's one thing. If you want a relationship with him, that's another thing. But you knew this for the past two or three years, who Tim is. If you're going to be embarrassed to be his girlfriend, then the situation hasn't changed. Right. I'm like talking in circles. Yes, I don't you really are. Know how, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to get to where I where I want to be with it. I'm just I have so many emotions about it that to me, it's like, OK, he was never going to be good enough for you and you still want him to be good enough for you. But like you're not you're just yelling at him saying like you're never going to change. And like he hasn't changed in six weeks. He hasn't changed. Yes, I agree with you. I think it's fear-based. She says she's afraid of who he is and how he doesn't take himself seriously. But clearly, he cares because he's having conversations with Smash and his brother uh, about how I don't know how to proceed with this. And I think he's getting mixed signals, too. I think he obviously has been in love with Lila for so long that he's not confident in himself, so he can't be the person he knows he should be for her, but I think deep down wants to be. Yes, I totally agree with that. And I I feel as though, thank you for coming to that, making me come to the realization because he he wants to. He's just not trying to be because he's probably scared as though she, as just as she is scared. Yeah, and also, you know, it's easy to proceed with the facade and the persona that you're used to being, especially if someone's going along with it. And she's been going along with it because they haven't really had the discussion. I mean, imagine they walk into school together and, you know, he's winking and saying hi to different girls. But then when his rally girl says to him and Lila, are you two together? He looks at Lila like, are we? Like, I don't, you're not. He says maybe. But and Lila says no. Right. And then she says, we're just friends. And he said, we're good friends. And we have that like <laughs> funny, uh, strong friends. We're strong friends. <laughs> Which is really funny. So I, again, Lila, I think he thinks she was just playing it cool. And, and Billy also doesn't believe in him either because Billy's like, listen, she went from Jesus to you. I love that so much. <laughs> so you're just a rebound for Jesus. Okay. That's yeah, pretty exactly. much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my, my circle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, do what you may with that. And then the editing, <laughs> editing portion. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it all in. I'm going to leave it um, all in. But I couldn't put my finger on it. Like it doesn't, they I'm unfazed by them being a couple. If they were to be a couple at this point, I I see it. It's happening. I know it's happening. But it's just like the reasoning. I was like, well, we've been there, done that, guys. 
when when are we going to like actually have like a true heart to heart conversation where Tim is like, oh, yeah, no, you're worth it for me to want to change. And Lila says, yeah, you're worth it for me to give in and want to be with a person that I necessarily wouldn't go and gravitate towards. She gravitates towards him in ways we know, don't we all? It's Tim Riggins. Absolutely. But the she's like, you you act stupid. Like she's like, you play into everyone saying you're stupid and I don't like that. And I'm like, yes, I understand that. But that's always been Tim. <laughs> yeah. And I think he you does like it or you don't. Right. It's hard to change though when you're so used to being a certain way. But like she what she says to him does resonate because he does well in Friday's game. And he says at the Pap rally, like, hey, listen, if you want to keep the secret between us, I'm fine with that. It's all up to you. Lila's impressed. She kisses him in public after the game. And all we see is Buddy view this. So we haven't dealt with how Buddy feels about this. Um, it, it's interesting that she was like proud of him saying that. I don't know. I was like, why? She was like, oh, Tim's changing. I'm like, why? Because he said it was he could keep it private. I don't really get like her awakening of wanting to kiss him in front of everyone. I mean, I get it. Like story progression. We need to have these people um, come to fruition in front of her very uh, demanding personality-wise father. We'll see how this goes with Buddy. When I saw Buddy, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's on the show. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Hey, listen, you loved Bubby. 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 You loved Buddy last season. (laughs) No. I did. But I as soon as we open and you see all the kids and you see Tammy and like the Taylors and then we go to Buddy. I was like, oh, yeah, Buddy. Oh, it's been a while, Buddy. Uh, Vic wants to know, what were your thoughts when you saw Lila smile? Did you expect him to be coming out of the bathroom when we opened up with them? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If it wasn't him, I was like, who else would it be? Yeah. Yeah, because we know Matt Zuckery. I told you he was gone. So. Yeah, he's gone. He was gone. Um, I mean, I didn't expect it to be like that. It would be like way too difficult if it was Jason. You know, like, that's that true. Would never, <laughs> they would know he's there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I just expected it to be Tim. Yeah. As soon as like she opens the door a crack and she's like, "Dad, I'm not your little girl." I'm like, "Oh, she's got a boy in there. It has to be Tim." Uh, Tammy is principal, which love this. Well, first, she's excited for this. Everyone's excited for it. She thought that this role would be helpful. She could share her ideas, only to realize that there's a lot of issues at hand. There's a lot of budget issues. And she has a meeting with the staff, and they all just tell her what's going on. We have to pay for our own supplies, which unfortunately, this happens still with teachers. So much underfunding is going on in the public school system. Also, four teachers were laid off. One of them was a Spanish teacher that actually can speak Spanish. So this is this is a problem. Oh, and also the AC is broken. It's awful. Awful it's working bad. conditions. It's bad. But then, of course, Buddy, he comes in, meets Tammy, and he pitches the Jumbotron idea, which... You know, what's better than love and football? Just put it together and put it on this giant jumbotron. Did you ever see a couple get proposed at a football game? The kiss, the kissing, uh, you know, they like, they're like, oh, kiss each other. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> but along with this comes a large check, which 
Tammy's eyes almost fall out of her head for. And after much consideration and then realizing that her husband has a brand new computer that's networked with the other computers so they can quickly send messages to one another. And he has an AC in his office because he likes it cool. She tells Buddy that she'll be using the check for academics, which, of course, Buddy and Mayor Rodell are not happy about this. But like, this is the right thing to do. Clearly. Who wrote the check for Jumbotron? It's the Boosters. Okay, so it was the Boosters got together to put the Jumbotron so people could watch the game and watch people on the Kiss Cam? That's what I grabbed. It's like the Boosters support the Panthers and everything that has to do with sports with this school, not so much academics. Right. Well, clearly. very clear. Yeah. So, okay, so she wants to use the money for school, which... Right. They need it. They need every penny they can get, apparently. Absolutely. The other thing, though, Tammy's been extremely busy with work. And so Julie's little side story here, clearly she feels neglected, but she's also kind of manipulating the situation of getting Eric to sign off on schedule changes. She wants to get a job and she wants a car. And so this ends up causing a fight between Tammy and Eric, but they do end up working it out. She had some attitude walking into the kitchen when Eric is like breakfast and she you could feel the eye roll before she even walked into the kitchen she was like oh so you're making breakfast I'm like shut your damn mouth girl you're getting food on the table right Make, but like, some kids don't have food on the table she's a teenager though <laughs> I know I know I was just like <laughs> excuse me I only eat cage tree eggs he's like what the fuck is that I know that was pretty enough. funny. I know. Uh, Vic wants to know, do you think Julie was taking advantage of Eric when she asked him to sign the paper? Absolutely. She knew he was distracted. Yeah. And Tammy, they, they were, you know, pinning parents against each other. Like, my mom is not going to do it, so dad will do it. And dad will be distracted, so I'll get in there and I'll sneakily have him sign this for me. He's not going to pay attention. He's got a million things to think about. And I thought... Weren't they both in the car when Julie was about to, when Julie was trying to manipulate the wanting to take the earlier class for the job? So he knew, I guess he wasn't paying attention. He knew that that was the situation. Tammy was like, no, you're not doing this. Right. Because I'm sure he was in his own head about this upcoming season. And then we see him have his press conference, which everyone's questioning him and slamming Sammy's on the radio talking about the Panthers and the season. And plus, like, I feel like we see that all the time. Like, he's so internal dealing just like Panther vision. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I felt she took advantage. But like, also, she's a teenager and I probably would have done the same thing. I totally would have done the same thing. Exactly. And Tammy's argument is it's not as good of a teacher. What do you think about that? Because she's like, well, now I'm going to use my power and I'm going to switch my kid, which I'm like, it's good you have that power. But I don't know. It kind of utilize it. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't sit that well with me. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like the remark of that. The one teacher is better than the other. It's still the same course. It's AP English, first of all, which is just looks great in general it doesn't matter who your who your teacher is right she's gonna get the same education yeah you know i was like okay i get principle of you're literally the principal but i get like the the principle of no this is in my opinion someone who is more educated in 
teaching you. But I feel like if you're the principal, you should have like the same confidence in all of your teachers. Right. I know. And then just her so, making that remark, well, I'm going to use my power and I'm going to switch you. I was like, well, right. you don't need to use the privilege for that. It's a really minuscule thing in the hindsight of all the problems you have going on in yeah. school. Changing your kids like one class teacher is stupid. It's weird. Uh, Landry and Tyra seem to have broken it off or they're on a break. As Matt questions, what are you guys? And they both have a different answer. I loved that transition scene because at the press conference, we see them ask coach like, oh, how's Saracen feeling? Is he confident this season? Do you know what's happening? And then shoot to him being like, I can't get this knot out of my shoe. As he's getting it. out of the car. I loved it. It was so comical. It was like, that's why I said it was my one of my favorite scenes because you're seeing they're talking about each character, all the kids, and then we pan to a scene of them just being like goofy. We're like, how's Tim Riggins doing? Tim is just fine. He's like drinking. And, it, and then Matt couldn't, un, couldn't tie his shoe. It just, it was really, it was a really good scene. But yeah, Matt is losing. He's going real down. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Sad, sad. And, and that's pretty much all we get of him in this episode. Just that, like, oh shit, JD's here, and I don't know what's happening with myself on the field. You know, um, Randy and I just finished Midnight Mass. It's we're very obviously very behind. I remember when we talked to Michael Truco in 2019. He was filming Midnight Mass, and I was like, oh okay, Mike Fl- Mike Flanagan show, yeah, yeah, yeah. We literally only just watched it. It's been like two years since it came out. It was really, really good. But Zach Gilford is in it, a very prominent part. And I'm like, Matt Saracen is Zach Gilford, is Riley Young, who is the character. I'm like, they're all the same person. Like, Zach Gilford is just not Gil- Zach. Yeah, Zach Gilford. I don't know why I was thinking. Um, Is the same. It's just him. He's a, this is a good dude. It's just him. I'm like, ah! Randy was like, calling him Saracen. He's like, ah, Saracen this, Saracen that. I'm like, his name is Riley. I have to say, because Zach Guilford was in Good Girls, and he did not remind me of Matt Saracen in that show. Oh, okay. So that's actually good. I'm glad that he did, because this character felt very reminiscent of Matt Saracen, Mm. which I'm like, oh, is that just Zach? Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw him in interviews after, and he just seemed like the same person, and I was like, oh, that's just Zach. It's Zach. (laughs) He's Matt. He is Matt Saracen. <laughs> they are one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Landry and Tyra broken off on a break, but they're still very much friends, hanging out. We see that Tyra she meets with a guidance counselor. Well, she meets with the vice president, Trucks, 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 vice and principal. He's also, the guidance counselor. Well, it seems that he's the vice principal, but also overseeing the academics and the future of. The kids. So we see. Right. I get it. They're very understaffed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Tyra meets with him and goes over the grades and she's faced with the reality that she'll probably have trouble getting into a state school and really needs to look at trade schools and tech colleges and Dylan, which her main goal is to get out of Dylan. So Landry sits down with her and tries to crunch numbers and tries to uh, tell her that her GPA is going to be, you're going to have to get it to like a 6.4, which is kind of impossible. This is all very funny because this scene took place at the Colette's house and he's sitting outside on their deck with just like all the Colette's laundry around them, like the bras and the undies and it's like blowing in the wind and he's just looking around. He plunged the toilet, which Angela comes out and, Thanks him for it was a great scene. This is such a good scene. 
Yeah, I'm I'm happy. It's very mature of them to still stay friends even though they're on a break or broken up or whatever. Yeah. Um but you know, they're they've they've been in each other's lives for quite some time now. So they do have a really good deep friendship and he's basically like the man of the house. He has to come there and help them out because the girls are like, we, what do we do when we, when the toilet is clogged? Like they don't know. And they have all of their bras and things on the clothesline. It was, it was really cute. I really liked this scene. Yeah. But Tyra, after this conversation feels defeated, she walks out of school. Tammy tries to stop her and she's like, I give up. Obviously you like, you led me in the wrong direction. I'm leaving. Nothing matters. So Later that night, she's out with her sister and her mom and Landry, and she takes in what her life is going to become, all while Billy gets on stage, grabs the mic, puts down his margarita, and after dating Mindy for only five weeks, proposes to her, which I love, right? Do we love Billy and Mindy? Obsessed. Well, Yes, absolutely. And I did know that this was coming. I did not know so soon. So I feel almost relieved that I'm like still in the know. I'm like, okay, I knew this was happening. So like, let's mark it off my checkbox of the things that I know that are going to happen in the very near future for my characters. So I was glad to see it. I mean, I didn't expect it to be like that um (laughs) but hey i look forward to i know there's some more development um as them as a couple in this character so i look forward to watching that that journey for them yeah like this sets up where they're going but it also was a realization for tyra to be like oh my god i don't want to become them i don't want to become my mom she's so upset by this she ends up going to the tailors she asks Tammy, like, hey, can you... Well, first, let me apologize to you. Like, I'm happy that you've become principal, but also I'm sorry for what I said, and can you please help me for my chances getting into college? So then we have this mic drop moment, light it up, fire, like, mantra, energy, scene. Tyra goes to the vice principal, turns in her application for UT, and tells her how she's running for student council. Here are my uh, votes for it. And also, don't ever tell me that I can't do something because my fate isn't allowing that. Yes, girl. girl. Oh, my gosh. I was, Obsessed. This is the Tyra I know and love. There she is. She's arrived to season three. Yes. Yes, Tyra. I love her so much. Yeah. I never felt a love mm. quite like this mm. before. She's amazing. <laughs> I, know I know I've said this, guys, but I really <laughs> love Tyra. I really, really love Tyra. <laughs> You're just like so proud, right? Like you can I'm feel it building. Mama. You feel it building. Oh, yes. That's and so she good. Said, I worked my ass off for like the last two years. I really did. And they're like, yeah, okay, well, you know, you got to work at it a little bit harder. And she was like, don't tell me I can't do something. Smash should have that attitude as well. I know he's defeated, as we said, but like Smash usually is like, no, don't, don't, don't tell me I can't do it because I'm going to do it. So I look forward again to seeing how he uses that courage and his very strong head like Tyra. Yeah. Uh, We get to Friday night's game. The Panthers win and JD's put into the game, helps them win. He's named, like we said earlier, Jason Street reincarnated. Ooh, it's chilly. It is. And the whole town celebrates it. Buddies with music and they're watching old game highlights of players and championship footage. Uh, After seeing Smash, because he was on the highlights, Coach 
leaves early and he picks up Smash after his shift at the Alamo Freeze and they blow off steam by playing racquetball, which Smash says this is the whitest sport ever. (laughs) uh, Yes. And I love some racquetball. (laughs) I've never played. I know you and my sister have played and Anthony's played. It's so fun. You would like it. Yeah. Definitely. You would love it because you're confined to like a pretty small square right you don't have to like i mean you have to run but you don't have to run like distances and you get a lot of aggression now because you get to slap the the ball and it bounces off it's just it's a lot of fun i really wish that i could act, like play because i mean i could i just haven't in a very long time but i really did love it when we used to play back in the day yeah but after they're blowing off steam coach tells smash like you can play football If you want to, I will do everything in my power to get you doing so. If you want it, you just have to make the choice. Love this scene. Yeah. And Smash is like, why do you care? And he's like, we need a win. I need need a win. win. Yeah. Yes. And if anyone's going to do it, like it's you. Like he's worked so hard. We've watched him work on himself and his career. And now we just can't let him work at Elmo Freeze. Like can't allow it. No, it's not going to happen. Absolutely not. And I know Tyra wants to get into like a bigger college, but she could totally just like move out of the state and go to a different community school. Just saying. (laughs) It's a very good point. And this is a great segue into Will's question. Who has a better chance of getting the future they want? Tyra or Smash? You have to pick one. I know what happens. I'm not going to answer this, but you have to pick. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Talk in Texas Forever and appreciate you for listening every single week. All of our shows are funded by our buddies who pledge to our network, and it means the absolute world to us. You hear us talk about it every week, but just in case you were wondering a little bit more, we have tiers starting at a dollar and offer some pretty cool perks like guest hosting on the podcast, listening to episodes a day early, and access to the best group chat ever via Discord. These are just to name a few. To learn more about our network and everything we offer, check out patreon.com slash Network. That is so hard. If I, oh my god, this is so mean. I don't want to pick. <laughs> I obviously want them both to strive. I know Tyra, regardless if she doesn't get into like a major player school, she's still going to go to college and she's still going to make something for herself. I think there's a very real chance that Smash will get into another school and be on their football team and do really, really, really well. So if I had to put all my eggs in one basket, I would put it on Smash. Good answer. Because I know I know Tyra will be okay regardless. Yeah. Right. And again, like we've seen Smash work so hard. Like we put so much stake in his his game right so where are we headed Vic asks did seeing the show again feel different after meeting some of them uh it made me love it more yeah meeting this cast this cast was very reminiscent of meeting the One Tree Hill people and how much they love each other and how much they loved working together and um collectively just have a unit where you're like oh that's like true love there like they're truly a family every single one from the cast were inc- 
incredibly sweet, incredibly personable, very down to earth, very humble, and just like a good time. And so me meeting them just made me love this show even more because I knew that they were good people and I like to see them good people succeed. So I was like, man, this show is so good. (laughs) The show is just so good. Yeah. Uh, So no, I don't feel different. I don't feel differently from meeting them, but I feel just honored and happy that I did. Yeah. They're the best. They're the best. They're the best. They have the most amazing rapport with one another. But I've I've been around the FNL crew energy multiple times. Yeah, you have. But like this is the first time I interacted with them, which is crazy, actually. I don't know what Well, no, I think I there were oh gosh, this is what this is what kills me. This is this is what kills me. First time I went to ATX, I was at a party. Um, it was the first year and Taylor Kitsch like walked right by, like exchanged oxygen. But you know what? I didn't know Friday Night Lights at the time. <laughs> it, I, you can't blame yourself. I know, that. but I was in the vicinity. Anyway, moving on. Okay, let's get into music of this episode. We had Yaysayer, Disciple, James Hunter, the Rich Head, Richard Headband, and Chick Chick Chick. Quote, what do you have? I loved Tim and Matt are like brothers, but that it that didn't top it. You are a rebound, a rebound from Jesus was my quote. That was from Billy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have. I only eat free range eggs, Julie. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, same. So yeah, same. I mean, like, same. I get what she's saying. But yeah, I just I, I said like, I heard the eye roll before she even walked in the door. <laughs> that girl. I get I get it. And you know what I'm so excited for is JD because that's Bobby's favorite character, is it not? No, that's his least favorite. Oh. Okay. Wait, is it like, his least favorite? I feel like... Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I thought he... When he was on the podcast, this, you know, our memory and talking, it's like it didn't even happen. But I thought he said he was... That JD was his favorite character and that we hadn't met him yet, obviously, because they were on season they were on season one. Um, but I could totally be mixing that up and making that up. Well, no, he hates Julie. So maybe That I know. That I know. I don't remember. I, I think, thought he said I think he JD hated McCoy is JD McCoy. His favorite. Because I- that would be weird if he loved him. Okay. <laughs> All right, so then I have nothing to look forward to. I will no, no, no. Uh, we have some things. Well, I'll wait for him to. I'll wait. For, hopefully, okay. So I texted him and Sam, so we'll see. You'll report back. Yeah, I will report back. Uh, let's go into MVP and shittiest in the meantime. Who is your MVP? I'm really in a toss up between Tammy and Tyra, but I think I'm gonna give it to Tammy only because she walked into that building. She's like, "Hey, girl." Hope you had it. Did you have a good summer? Like I loved the energy. She's like, oh, I have my like first day butterflies. She was, and she was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I just want to do what's right in my position of who, where I am, minus the getting Julie the different teacher thing. I'll just ignore that for now. Um, but I, I would give it to Tammy because she's just the best. It's a great choice. I chose Tyra. Just because of her, just the whole arc of this episode of 
empowered, feeling then getting stomped on and then realizing, no, actually, I can do this. And then raising above and giving her words to the vice principal. So I look forward to watching Tyra blossom this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we had votes for Billy and Eric. Okay. Okay. Which a happy Billy. And of course, you know, Eric had some great moments with Smash this episode. Who was your shittiest? By default, Julie only for the teenagery way of manipulating her parents. I honestly couldn't really give it to anyone else because I'm sympathizing with everyone's struggles. Like I I couldn't I couldn't even really think of anyone that was like adamantly shitty in this episode. Interesting. So it was a clear vote over here along with myself and who submitted for Joe, who's JD's dad. Oh. No. He's slimy. He doesn't bother me. Eh. All right. He we'll just see. reminds me of any of the other parents that were on the show yeah. so far. Okay. He's like a buddy junior. Right. Right. But I guess it, it didn't phase me because I didn't expect anything less of him, and it, which I guess says something in itself, you know? It does, and you don't know him yet. True, 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 true. So that that can uh, definitely affect it. So I know we have our Panther Pride section. This is all over the place today. I Yes, Liz and I are rocking our Talking Texas t-shirts. So cute. And I counted, okay, so this is how I did this, because there was a lot of Panther tees happening and jerseys happening. I counted two that were outside of Panther events. Okay. That's how I'm going. That's how I think we should count from now on. Yeah. Outside of pep rallies, outside of games, because obviously everyone's, if you see someone wearing it in, you know, out in the wild, in public (laughs) type of. Right, like if they're at the supermarket, if they're at home, if they, you know, like activities that wouldn't necessarily represent the Panthers, but you're wearing a Panthers t-shirt. Right, right. So I yeah. counted two. I was all over the place with that, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to report back on J.D. McCoy and Bobby Capital hates, hates J.D. McCoy. Oh. Yeah. Like capital H A T E S. Text oh. text just came in. So. Whoa. Burr, 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 burr. Okay. All right. Well, I could see that. <laughs> I mean, I could just understand who this person is already by not even knowing him for five minutes. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't want that to taint that for you, but we'll have to have Bobby on this season. Uh, I'll have to pick the episode and it'll be a passionate one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. We're, we're due for some Bobby on this podcast. I know. What's happening? I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Coach's Corner, what was your favorite moment? When Tammy stopped Tyra outside hmm. the school and she was like, don't you do it. Don't you leave. I was like, yeah. Just for, I really wanted Tyra to turn around, and just like run up to her and hug her and just be like, can you just help me? But I mean, she did get there later on. Yeah. Uh, I had coach playing with Smash. Yeah. I mean, that's literally the coach's moment. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Coach. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Dynamic duo. Yeah. All right. Let's go into the booster of the week. I'm so excited. Our first booster of season three. Who are we supported by this week, Liz? 
booster of the week. You're a total booster. I feel like it's a cop out, but Jalonse and Magnificent Mike, we got to meet them on during our hiatus. Uh, Mike from Canada came into the city to see Leah Michelle, which is besides the point. But uh, it was I, this is the second time now that we've got to meet Jillian and you know and hung out with her, and it's just such a good time. They're two of the sweetest people, and I love their friendship. I'm so proud that they are friends because of us like that is something that we'll always cherish that is so special um but i just wanted to thank them for making the trip and meeting us it was just it was this very special day and mike named us via our ice cream flavors he picked out the ice cream flavor that about best associated um him with us us with him so that was really, really awesome. That yeah. was the best. He also bought us a oh bagged God, milk. And, candy. <laughs> and the milk pitcher. The, milk. the Canadian milk pitcher that is on the bar cart. There it is. And all the candy, like Canadian goodies without gelatin. So thoughtful. I mean, so thoughtful. That I fucking love that milk pitcher. Like obsessed. <laughs> Ob- and, and it says like total betty it has our names on it i know it says you're a total betty right canadians be jealous that we have that i mean you probably have your own and you're not at all because you're like what's wrong with you but well um, americans be jealous that we have a milk pitcher exactly you americans don't have milk pitchers (laughs) you know uh i forgot about the not that i forgot about the candy but i've been away and i haven't been in the office for a couple weeks and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to eat that candy on Thursday when we're together. <laughs> I know. It's our, our treat. Oh, I'm so excited. So, yes, thank you, Mike. And thank you, Jillian. Jillian, I feel like, is just our girl. She gets She's it. She's just like, she gets it. I love her. I, lo- I love all of them. But yes, it's a true treat to whenever we get to meet any of them and get dinner. And it felt like friends, right? Like, it didn't. Absolutely. It just never feels weird. But no. You guys are the best. All right. Let's pick an emoji for this episode. You guys know the drill. And if you don't and you're new here, welcome. We like to pick an emoji that goes with the episode. And maybe that will inspire you to leave us an Apple podcast review using the emoji. That'll provide some inspiration. Uh, Rate us five stars. It helps the show out. It helps us make us happy. (laughs) Not help us make us happy. It like truly makes us happy. (laughs) Don't you want to do that? Yeah. We don't have a review to read? No. We've read all of them. We need some new reviews for season three. I thought when we were on hiatus, we got one, but I guess that was for We Are Liars, so I'm getting them confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, guys, don't you want to hear us read your amazing review? Come on. Come on. Throw us a bone. Here's the thing. How about this, right? So we have our booster of the week. We have our booster of the week. How about you become the panther of the week? You will be the panther of the week aka via your review so become the panther of the week by leaving us a review and we'll leave your or read your review on air what emoji should we pick for this episode (laughs) what emoji i was for some reason thinking ice cream but that doesn't really have anything to do besides the alamo freeze um something with school maybe like sharpened pencils school supplies yes 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 uh 
send us yeah there's a there's a cute little number two pencil perfect so stick that in the apple podcast review or you can send us the the emoji the emoji list send us the emoji (laughs) send us the emoji in a dm on instagram and discord patreon we just want to hear that you're listening and that's a fun way to do so so thank you for listening to this psa Yes, and thank you to everyone who has listened thus far and will continue to listen. And thank you to all of our patrons. I know I represented just two Bettys, but we have a plethora of very special people over on Patreon. So if that's something that interests you and you want to join our fam, you get to talk with us via Discord, you get to join in on our uh, group hangs and our live watches, then uh, check us out in the description for the Patreon page. Thanks, Liz. Are you ready for next week's episode? A look into next game's playbook. You know what's fun about next week, Liz? It's Halloween. We're to- yes, we're together. It's Halloween. And I feel like we should wear our costumes. I was thinking about wearing a costume, some sort of costume. Or like dressing up as like a football player. <laughs> but then again, I don't really have like a football player... <laughs> I have like some jerseys in my closet here, <laughs> but uh, all right. All right. So. Well, well, we'll discuss it because obviously we have video podcasts, so this will be going up. So I figured if we're in a, in an outfit, it could be fun, but it could get yeah. really warm. Anyway, yes. next week's episode, season three, episode two is titled Tammy Knows Best. Oh, your four words are article, identity, Respect and guardian. Hmm. Article. There's an article maybe written about Coach and how he. They kept talking about uh, him. Obviously, him in this episode. They always talk about him, but maybe there'll be some sort of article, a uh, contradictory article about Coach and. Like his journey and like, did he need to come back from TMU? Can he really get it together this season? I don't know. Something like that. Um, Identity. I think that's probably Smash only because maybe he's trying to figure out who he is other than football. Maybe he'll work on some other like, I wouldn't say academic ventures, but maybe something where he can build with that to getting him into another school, kind of have like Tyra is doing the student council respect. Maybe I'm sorry. The walls. Maybe, uh, who, I mean, Julie needs to have some respect, but I won't go into that tangent. It's probably not her, but maybe someone is disrespecting Tammy as an authority, or maybe um, Joe is disrespecting Coach's authority and trying to overstep his boundary and not respecting that. And then Guardian. I feel like for some reason this has to do with Matt, only because his him and Grandma have been alone <laughs> here, and uh, he's still just a senior in high school, can't really pay the bills all that much, and most likely is, I, I mean, I feel like he's kind of slipped through the cracks, but maybe now 
the government or some the state's going to be on him for some reason. Like, no, you're a kid taking care of a 70, 80 something dementia grandmother and you need an actual guardian. Ugh. He did very uh, well. Thank you. I felt confident about well. that last one. The other ones. <laughs> well, no, they're all I think. Well, not I think, but the other ones can fit in multiple ways. And right, so right. what you said worked very well. And the last one. Okay. Very, very good list. Very okay. good. Strong start to this season. Let me tell you. Do we get to see street next week or No. <laughs> uh yeah okay is that just kind of like are we just like gonna see him in the finale we will see him again i will oh ow i just hit well i know some things guys about streets i know some tea about streets so i i expect some things to happen this season i just don't know in what capacity we're going to get them um other than the jason street i know I barely know anything though. And I know about Mindy and uh Mindy. Uh yeah, Mindy and Bob Billy. <laughs> I was gonna call him Bobby. Didn't you love when, when Billy's like, I just wanna make little Mil- Mindy's and Billy's? I loved it. Maybe not so many. I was just so cute. And Angela's really just so cute. excited and uh Mindy. Mindy and Billy. I lo- I look forward to St- seeing more of Stacy. Yeah. Because she's, she's been great. very limited in the appearances so far. So I look forward to seeing her and 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 Derek too. Like just seeing them them two yeah. evolve. Ah. Good people. Such good people. Good peoples. <laughs> I just love them. <laughs> okay, last but not least, we have Will's football poetry corner. Will Will comes through all the way from Japan. Thank you, Will. It's been so long, Will. I know. Competition. A star player's position on the field is not guaranteed, and sometimes a little competition is needed. Saracen is feeling the heat from J.D. McCoy and his father. Meanwhile, some competing voices are weighing in on the use of Buddy's football blood money. Competition. Thank you, Will. Perfect. Perfect. Will sent his email, like, I think like a week ago. Ahead of schedule. Yes, Will. So good. Thank you, Will. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for submitting your questions and your comments. If you would like to be a part of the show, talkintexasforever at gmail.com. Send them on through. You could DM us on Total Betty if you have any other comments, concerns over there. All of the info is in the show notes. I'm so glad we're back for season three. It feels great. feels good to be podcasting again. My life was a little wonky, and now I'm like, okay, this is where I belong. So Yeah. I feel like we're I good. Fit, I, I fit again. Like Me my too. Makes sense again. And yes. I don't have like so much free time. <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't have that much free time, but it, it just feels good to be in like a routine and a schedule. And I look forward to this season. It's another shortish season, but that's okay. We love it anyway. And we'll see you guys on Halloween. Happy Yay, Halloween. Here we go. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. 
produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.